Welcome to the Leadership Expose podcast. This podcast is for leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business topics, trends, innovation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus and we enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, we meet an entrepreneurial business leader who has had a colorful and enterprising background. He previously developed an app which uh, people gave each other anonymous brotherly advice and integrated that with other major platforms. He then advanced into marketing and digital and gained well-developed skills for launching and managing software products. We're joined by Burke Nesbat. Mm-hmm. He's a product owner and leader at a mobile application startup organization. And today we will learn about his journey, but some of the interesting aspects of starting out with an idea and following through with some of the pitfalls that he has undergone. Welcome, Burke. How are you doing this fine evening? Thank you, Stephen. I'm doing quite well. Uh, so I'm glad to be in this podcast. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Burke, tell us where are you actually based? I'm based at uh, Tallinn, uh, but our company uh, at Onof we have hybrid uh, working uh, uh, system. So that's why um, I'm based in Tallinn. Like, but few months in a year, I'm working remote from other cities, other countries. Yeah. Wonderful. Tell us a little bit more about Tallinn. Any any special cultural events yeah. that happened this time of the year? So we're, actually, we're at, at, at this time. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Tallinn is basically um, really good uh, for startups and especially IT startups, but any kind of it. And the government uh, have a huge support for entrepreneurs, uh, startups, and it's uh, I can say uh silicon valley for europe like trying to be and it's uh it's Tallinn already have highest uh, unicorn per capita mm-hmm. so uh in this way uh, it's really great location for startups to yeah. be located in Tallinn. Yeah. yeah so burke i i must confess i have been to Tallinn. uh uh-huh. i used to travel to riga quite a few times but this was several years ago and um i've been to Tallinn a couple of times it's a beautiful city yeah i'm glad to hear that i really like that too, too yeah. yeah yeah wonderful burke i was uh, i was reading about you and uh would like to share with the le- rest of the listeners about your personal journey to mm-hmm. where you're at now so can you tell us briefly about this journey yes uh so I, I was studying material engineering in Istanbul, in Yildiz Technical University. And in my second grade, uh, I come up with one mobile application idea. Uh, in 2014, uh, smartphones was about become uh, more popular time to time. And then um, in, with this brotherly advice mobile application, I found myself inside of uh, software uh, it's become viral and downloaded more than 50,000 times. So 50,000 was a huge number for that time period. And it's remained in the 
uh, top category, App Stores Entertainment uh, category in the top. And it was only for Turkish actually, like it was only for uh, Turkish market. So this is how I entered the software. But then uh, after one and a half year later, uh, because of uh, unexperienced decisions, uh, we need to uh, stop uh, working for brotherly advice. And then uh, I start applying for entrepreneurship educations. So in Istanbul, there was good ecosystem and I accepted from two good uh, education program, uh, especially in the one of them, I was able to have workshops with successful CEOs about their dilemma, their startups, how they found, what was the challenge. And it was three months uh, workshop. So after that, I realized I've learned more about product lifecycle and I realized for every product, the acquisition is the first step and I decided to learn marketing. So in the meantime, actually, when I stopped Brotherly Advice, I went back to uni and I started trying to finish my university. Uh, and I found another startup, which was basically leasing board games to the students in their uh, breaks. It was quite good, to be honest. It was easy to do. And I, I didn't have to work because we hired someone to do it. And yeah. So after that, I started applying for free internships to the marketing agencies. And to be honest, it was maybe most challenging period for me to just jump into the new uh, area. And I got accepted from our, one of the agency. The founder was um, academician already also. So I learned more about in marketing. Then I switched to bigger agency as an intern. I worked in this agency for two years after my internship they offered me a job and then uh, this agency had its own IT department so it was like great fit for me also and after two years working there uh, I received an offer uh, from a one mobile application startup uh, so basically after brotherly advice all of my friends become developer like what do I mean I become friends with developers and in the meantime, there was at least four or five failed side projects because uh, when one project goes well, people wanted to have me in their uh, projects and startups. So after that, I received an offer from this mobile application, uh, which is Sweaters, as a, to work as a product manager. Uh, and I worked there for a year, like, we make the pilot for the business model. There was like some certain obstacles. It was uh, bringing uh, sport enthusiasts together. Like it was connecting the sport enthusiasts for specific events, trainers, and uh, healthy, uh, health-oriented uh, business owners also. And after a year later, I decided to move Estonia because of my Nordic travel. I realized that Estonia is a great place for startups and entrepreneurs, and IT sector was already well developed. So I moved to Estonia and before COVID, I started on off uh, to work as a product owner. And since uh, last two years, I am at on off working as a product owner uh, and I'm responsible for mobile applications. So my niche is highly mobile applications. I can say that. So briefly, my summary is like that. Okay, wonderful, Barak. Um, so I'm curious, you have started you started Brotherly Advice, um, then shifted to other business ventures. 
tell me a little bit more about that aha moment when you started getting that inspiration to start a business or start a start a company or start a product what when was that aha moment for you or tell me a little bit more about it so uh, just a brief summary and uh, with my brother uh, since we were child we were constantly doing things like the making messaging tool in the app like the with the basically rope and uh, things so we have a instinct to do the things actually like to make something but the aha moment for that uh, i found myself that my friends and people that i know asking me some advices and i can feel that the reason they were asking me they knew that i'm not going to judge them and i realized people have a need to get advice without judgment so that was the aha moment but there was a big obstacle if even you if even we do some product like this how we are going to let people know we didn't have any capital at that moment i was just university student second grade and so when i was uh, checking facebook the real aha moment which made the uh, brotherly advice which is arbitavsis in turkish real is that i realized facebook pages which shares quotes have 3 million followers 3 million likes but the page which is uh, creating authentic content about scientific topics have 100000 uh, likes it doesn't mean one of them is less important other is more important but it's mean that people like the codes and people share like to share the codes so that was the real aha moment which made the brother advice uh, popular that okay if we put codes inside of the app and if we give option to the user share they will share and we will just need to put watermark of the application and people will download and uh, i can say this um, small insight made it real uh, eventually um, yeah okay now one wonderful so fast forward into your current endeavor and uh, with uh, with honor and you mentioned about um, the mobile technologies and so forth so let's delve a little bit more into that um, mm -hmm. if if i am a company or a business or an individual looking to leverage your solution how would that conversation go about with with yourself so first of all uh at onof uh what we provide is that you can have second or multiple phone numbers via mobile application from many countries so you can have uk number french no french number belgium number and us number uh, canada number in your mobile application and you can use as a real sim so you can call people from that number and they don't need to have internet connection and they will see the call from us or canada whatever number you choose so this is real value at on off we provide we don't provide we, the, our value is not cheap communication or international calls we provide second or multiple phone numbers which will you will be able to receive sms verification codes make calls uh, gsm calls via on off and we have two products actually one of them is on off which is uh, which targets the end user uh, another one is on off business which is targeting the companies like imagine you have 10 sales team you're trying to sell your software and you need to make calls to your leads so 
it's more expensive to make a deal with your local telecom operator and provide second phone number to your sales uh, agent and then make the call. But with on-off, you can assign US, UK, Canada number via mobile application to your employee and they can make all of their calls to their leads via mobile application. You don't need to provide second phone. You don't need to make a special deal with the telecom operator. You don't need to worry about uh, managing the SIM cards. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Is it, and, and, and this is very, very interesting. Um, so I, I can understand this from a, from a business to business perspective. Now, mm -hmm. what about, let's say as an individual, what, why would I, why would I want to get something like that? Yeah, it's a great question. So, uh, you need to provide me some phone number mm -hmm. to be able to make this call, right? Like the, to, to be in contact even for this podcast, but you don't need to share your personal SIM number. You can use on-off number for that. So that's why we have on-off and we already have more than a hundred thousand like, uh, users, active users unit. So this is reason that many people use on off. Okay. And, and, and can you share some of the trends around uh, this type of a model where people are actually using these types of services on a percentage scale, you know, so now zero to hundred uh, percent, where are you seeing some of that increase in percentage of usage? Is it so? So by usage, you mean that active numbers or you mean that Yes, yes, active numbers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's hard to say something, but definitely we have uh, also competitors which uh, providing similar services. But uh, the about percentage wise, it's hard to say, but during the uh, with the COVID time, uh, mm -hmm. it was more clear that uh, companies need to be more agile and mm -hmm. we should depend on we should depend less on anything hardware like anything which requires you to send a post the sim card post the phone etc yeah yeah okay wonderful work and um you know in terms of the, the the leadership aspects here can you share a um a story or something that comes to mind where you in in any of those endeavors that you undertook with with your own company or the company you are with at the moment where mm -hmm. it has resulted in a you know a, a positive outcome or a a, a highly positive outcome mm -hmm. so uh i believe uh, as a leader the main responsibility is to empower everyone empower everyone you're working with so if we think ourselves as a website and if we want to become facebook which means that we need to enable other people to do better than before like what do i mean by that as a i believe the main responsibility of leaders defining the goal and defining the core of the problem and getting as much as help of their team members to solve the problem uh, what do i mean uh, Let's imagine there's a one problem and there's a one problem that a team needs to solve. Uh, but it's not important that is leader solving or X team member solving or other team member solving. Five years later, what we will remember is that the problem is solved 
And it's not important whose idea. The important thing, role for leader, I believe, define the problem, core of the problem clearly, and decide and find the best solution, which will uh, fix the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a very good philosophy to follow from a leadership perspective as well, because yeah. people's minds do remember to the outcome, the best outcome that has yeah. been achieved. Yeah, okay. actually, about that also, I believe, uh, so there's difference between outcome and output. What do mm -hmm. I mean by that? Going three hours library is a output, but learning a subject is outcome. Yes. So if you think really result oriented, you know, it's, uh, you will stop caring about uh, how many hours you spent at library. You will more care about how many subjects that I learned. So mm -hmm. it's, I believe that's why many startups switching to uh, get rid of this eight hours rule, uh, you know, like more uh, metrics which may manipulate us than uh, which may help us. Yeah. And, and Burke, so let's just delve a little bit more into this. So when we talk about leadership and, you know, you're working with, you know, new businesses, you're working with different ecosystems here, different sectors and so forth. And from a transformational perspective here, mm -hmm. can you outline a you know a leadership lesson that you've learned um and on where you've actually drawn some of those those lessons i mean do you follow certain leaders yourself or do you do you have you read any books or how, how do you become more authentic as a leader uh yeah so about books and leaders uh, i can shortly give few examples uh Desmond Morris Human Zoo, it's not about leadership. It's about basically humankind. It's about we as a human, how we evolved and what are the, our legacy from this evolution. Why I'm saying that? Because a business provides a good or service. And a business is this good and service is built by people to serve to people. So you, we need to understand people first, then we can do goods with people for the people. Yeah. So that's why I believe Desmond Morris Human Zoo is like a quite good uh, book to understand human instincts and human uh, legacy. And another thing is that uh, I, I really like Simon Sinek. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe like maybe he's not leader, but I believe he has really good mindset about leadership and how it should work. Uh, so, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, I believe it's really good book to not obsess with success and understand the circumstances and to be more stable for the long term, played for the long term game. So uh, my, uh, my uh, about books, I believe those are may look like not related, but in the reality, it uh, completes the missing puzzle, puzzles of uh, everything. And I believe as a leader, what I learned is that, so if there's a one goal that we want to achieve, especially for leaders, whatever prevents it, it's your job. Like it's not important, uh, it, uh, it does, you don't have experience about it. Like just one example, um, in, when I was interning in my, this bigger agency, I found one idea. 
uh, for one of the brand without any brief. And I presented this idea to social media head and she didn't like it. She said, ah, okay, let's make a post maybe, etc." Mm -hmm. So normally my job is that finding the idea and, you know, presenting it. That's it. I may think like this, but what was preventing me to achieve this, uh, to make it real, that I couldn't convince and I couldn't explain enough that why it's need to, to be done. And I waited that day, I presented the uh, idea to the head of digital and he liked it. And then we presented the brand and it sold at one meeting and it remained for two years campaign. So normally I believe it's easy to think that it's not my job, but there's hidden jobs, which no one takes into account that someone needs to make it done. And I believe it's main responsibility for leaders to follow and detect those hidden jobs and to make it done no matter what your background is like mm -hmm. just an example let's let's imagine uh, a nutritionist what's nutritionist job is to define the list for the food and define the calories check the uh, patient's uh, results this is the job that defined but undefined job hidden skill motivating your patient to uh, commit this process so I don't think they are teaching in uh, school that, okay, how we should encourage people to, I, I have no idea about nutritionship, but how, how we should encourage people. Like as a leader, if you want to achieve the goal, your goal would be my patient should lose this amount of kg weight or gain this amount of kg. So mm -hmm. if you think as a leader, you will not care what is your job. You will just do what is needed. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a mindset shift in the way you operate and there's a you know I'm, I'm hearing there's there's a level of curiosity to delve deeper into those hidden pieces or topics that's yeah. that's not on the surface but also collaborating with other people other leaders to take your idea and and work with them as well is that is that a fair fair assessment of course like i i didn't mention about collaboration because i believe it's like uh default and like, visible like yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. it's more visible yeah. because if you if you want to build the pyramids you need to work with people otherwise we will have cabins for good uh and of course another thing is that if 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 your idea is implemented as it is and without any other people's contribution most probably it was not so good what mm -hmm. do i mean by the result won't be that good because usually starting point and the end point during the journey it's evolves a lot with a lot of different contribution a lot of different uh chains and i think this makes uh great products great services yeah yeah and, and burke you you are an uh, entrepreneur you're an innovator in your own right hmm. what are some of the important topics or trends on your mind these days that you feel impact business or um you know leaders teams you know board of directors and and mm -hmm. and how do how does that impact their journey and the areas that they need to be focusing on yeah so um there are some uh scientific uh inventions let's say like this which opens up a lot of other possible uh, discoveries and explorations like uh, 
uh, let's imagine the first invention of microscope. It's enabled a lot of different exploration. I believe for our time, it's AI. Uh, and I believe it will significantly affect and improve a lot of things uh, in a better way. Uh, to be honest, like with the one of the side projects we have access to OpenAI's beta, and it's beta, of course, but it's like a next level of Google. It's really advanced. And what do I mean by that? Even there are some examples um, with generative design, I believe, which will be a huge topic of the future, that they are giving the requirements to the AI and it generates maybe a thousand of different solutions and 999 of them is bad like but the 10 option that is generated it's good and actually as far as i know uh boeing designed and decreased their weight of seats by generative design so i believe ai uh, will be more in our daily life and it will reach to the uh, end user in many topics it will be like a yeah google for uh, 5 years later in my opinion yeah it's uh, it's very good insight i'll keep tabs on that one uh, <laughs> Bark, tell us uh, tell us about you i mean what what does a day in the life of Burke look like so normally to be honest i'm trying to break routine as much as i can so that's why it's Definitely depends on the day, depends on the weather, depends on the season. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, day to day, uh, what I do is that uh, I, I'm trying to read a book at least uh, every day, even like five pages. Uh, and another thing is that I like playing video games, uh, okay. Dota 2. Mm -hmm. And because since I was a kid, uh, we were playing video games with friends. The, all of the video games that I'm playing is multiplayer and to achieve same goal as a team. So it's no different than working, to be honest, because what we do is that we are, as a team, have a one goal and we are trying to solve problems to achieve that goal. So I like video games uh, and uh, hanging out with friends, of course, I believe uh, with the good interaction with the people, uh, you can you can learn a lot of things. You can uh, have a lot of insights and discover more. Because let's imagine, I'm spend I spent uh, 100 hours for a topic, and I'm giving you summary of a topic in an hour, which yeah. will saving you to have spent an a uh, hundred hours. Yeah. So uh, usually, like also of course working and side projects. I'm trying to have like a constantly having a side project that which won't require a huge effort of mine, but uh, will keep me uh, fit in mentally. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a good segue. So what's, what's your, uh, what's your next big business adventure? So uh, to be honest, I really want to use AI mm -hmm. for that, but it doesn't mean to build, uh, build, uh, an AI or train an AI, let's put it this way. Uh, but I would like to have a product which using the AI uh, inside of it, yeah. Yeah, okay, wonderful. Um, and what about 
pandemic, you know, we've had almost two years of pandemic. We continue mm -hmm. to be living in this world of, you know, of pandemic. Are there any any lessons that you can share from that perspective and how you're navigating through that that aspect, or is it all back to normal for you? So, uh, to be honest, in Estonia, especially uh, in the first year of pandemic, things were relatively easy, and I can say that it was best place to be there uh, during the pandemic. Uh, it's kind of back to normal right now. But I believe pandemic uh, reminded us that we have limited time and we need to adapt fast and we, the companies and everyone should be agile. Like uh, in this way, I think it definitely accelerate the um, adaptation rate for companies uh, to the chains because in the reality, uh, we have limited time and the the things that we need to do it should be done in certain amount of time like imagine that um inventing the smartphone four years later than apple so mm -hmm. it's it's like in the reality the companies and business always uh, uh runs against against time let's say like this yeah, yeah. Uh, so I believe it was a good impact for the especially big companies uh, to increase their agility. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there's also an element of resilience as well amongst leaders to actually navigate through new ways of working. Yeah. I think um, I've, 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 I've experienced it myself and I think lots of leaders mm -hmm. have experienced that as well. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. What one wonderful. Okay, so Burke, we're 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 coming to a close very shortly. Um, so let me ask, do you have any challenge to other leaders or any call to action to other leaders on any of the topics or your niche areas that you want to outline here? Uh well actually uh I believe like from uh, Simon Sinek's infinite game. Uh, mm -hmm. book um, there is usually when we are making decisions there's short-term effects and long-term effects and it should be in the balance so the dilemma is the the companies if you don't focus the short-term effect in the short term the person or leader may look like failing so that's why sometimes it may encourage the leaders to think more short-term than long-term uh because imagine like the your microsoft ceo and sales are going down for revenues going down for two years so but four or five years later you will do some you are inventing and working for five years later so i believe uh leaders should focus on uh, both of them but also keep the priority of the long-term goals and another thing is that being more uh outcome oriented than output oriented like the person spends that amount of time at work and person at the dress codes etc like uh, the i believe important thing is that at the end of the day what we are bringing to the table uh, then how we are bringing like not of course how it's also important but then uh, manipulative metrics are not uh, good for that but overall uh, yeah i believe those two things are the uh, as a mindset will affect a lot of different uh, uh, outcome. Yeah.
wise words from Burke. <laughs> Thank you very much, Burke, for being uh, with us today and uh, sharing your you. journey and your story. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen, too. Yeah, it was uh, great to be here. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode with another great leader who will be sharing her journey as a board leader and um, how she's managed to turn a company around by 3x. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.